In the following live session recording, Paul Dennis, a Georgia multi-area director and the director of FCA Outdoors for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, talks about outdoor outreach opportunities. Discover reaching your community through outdoor activities. The session will give practical ideas that your church can use to reach your community with outdoor activities and events. Let's join Paul now. My name is Paul Dennis. I have uh, been Georgia Baptist pastor for many, many years, and uh, several years, six years ago, uh, real surprised. Surprised I was God called me pastor. He called me into FCA outdoor ministry. And so I work with Fellowship of Christian Athletes and do outdoor ministry around the country, around the nation. So now that's, this is not an FCA class, but it is what I do. So you'll, I'm just prefacing that for flavor. That's not by any means the only way to do it. As a matter of fact, I got some references for quite a few other ministries that are involved in outdoors. And then, of course, you do your own thing autonomously. So, um, <clears throat> so that's, that's just a perspective. I grew up on a farm in Cayuta County, Georgia. Hunting and fishing is pretty much all we had to do. And, uh, yeah, you know. And uh, then went to Georgia, shot on a rifle team competitively. And it's kind of interesting how God's kind of brought me back around to some of those things in ministry now. And it's very fruitful. And I'll, I'll share some uh, exciting things, some opportunities for you. Hopefully kind of do some things with vision, maybe answer some questions you have about different things you do. Maybe just kind of exchange some ideas. We'll get some opportunities. Um, I will tell you up front that part of what, uh, we'll talk about game dinner and things we do in house at church, but we'll also kind of talk about being on mission. This is Go Georgia Conference, so we'll kind of talk about going out into the sportsman's community and uh, in the outdoor community and reaching them where they are and bringing them back. Uh, Job chapter 12, verse 7. Job is talking his, to his friends, and, um, and he's talking about the sovereignty of God, and this is what he says. But now ask the beasts, and they will teach you. And the birds of the air, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. And the fish of the sea will explain it to you. Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? And uh, something we all know is that you get some, some folks out, not just guys, but you get some folks outside, and they just, you know, it opens up. It, it, it kind of does what music does in our worship services. It, it just kind of breaks down some walls, and you get some men around a campfire, Something out of campfire, getting out away from everything else, and there's a lot of ways to do it. Get them in a boat, you got them captive, you know, um, deer camp, whatever. Uh, those those kind of activities are, and we also know that there is a very large sportsman's community, and where all y'all are from, there is. Even a lot of folks who don't hunt fish much are outdoor people, or they're related to it. They watch hunting shows on TV, you know. Uh, there's some statistics about how many people don't actually go that still are entertained by that and involved in it. And so it's just a good opportunity. So obviously you have got that here. Now I look at two different angles. With FCA and working in schools, we have I am too loud, aren't I? Yeah, I would be. So, yeah, she's going to try to have class across the hall and I'm going to be all in her stuff. So we look, so I, I do um, most of the private schools in Georgia have shotgun teams. And so we work with them. So one of the things I'll do is, I, like Savannah, is the only place in the state of Georgia that has a range where you can shoot sporting clays, skeet, and trap, which are three different disciplines in shotgun competition, same place, and have a large number doing it. So when they have a state championship down there, I just was lining it up today, and first week in December, they'll shoot on Friday and Saturday. 
was pretty easy to me. So I'd go down on Friday night, rent the pavilion, fix barbecue, give away some stuff. And when they get through shooting, they just come eat. And we tell them, share the gospel. And we did that and had 26 saved first time I did it. So um, we just, of course, we got follow-up in place. But we, you know, they're from schools all over. And uh, there's just a very few public schools trying to do shotgun. So we do shotgun, fishing, uh, bass fishing is the fastest growing team sport in the nation. Now there's only two on a team, <laughs> but there's multiple teams at a high school. And uh, college, it's, it's huge in college right now. They are, I know that the last uh, Georgia High School Athletic Association meeting, they discussed making it an official high school sport. It's I, currently operates basically a club team. So it potentially could be, but it's, I mean, it's large. College tournament had over in Alabama had 246 teams. That's a lot of boats. So that's over 500 students fishing in one tournament. In one tournament. Um, archery, archery is the largest participation sport in the nation. More students shot, you'll hear me use this term, NASP, NASP. It's National Archery to School Program. More students shot NASP last year in America than played Little League Baseball. I went to the national tournament. We do a big outreach in Kentucky every year where they have the, what they call the Western Nationals. Last year we had 15,640-something students in that one tournament. You had to qualify to get there. 15, almost 16,000 students. Now there's 50,000 people there because mamas and daddies and grandparents and coaches come and siblings. And they're hanging out in Louisville. So we do a big outreach there and, and have some cool stuff. And I'll tell you about some of those ideas just kind of spawn something maybe your mind what we're doing. So, by the way, archery is the safest, rated technically as the safest sport in, uh, in high school. It is an official high school sport. You can let it in archery. Um, anybody know what the most dangerous sport? Soccer. Not yet. <laughs> the most dangerous high, the most dangerous sport is competitive. Well, no, because we're talking about serious injuries. If you had one, you don't have a program anymore. <laughs> that's going to be the end of that program at that school for sure. But uh, cheerleading, competitive cheerleading. Because if you drop them, they get hurt. I was on trustee at Truett McConnell for a number of years when we hired Dr. Canner. And, uh, and our athletic director, several years ago, we started talking about doing football and expanding. And we got lacrosse now and some things up there. And uh, athletic director at that time, they've changed. But I was in, on that committee and he said, as long as I'm AD, we'll never have competitive cheerleading. <laughs> he, he says, we have insurance. We can add a rider on for football. We can add a rider for soccer. For this. He says, but they have to write an entirely different policy for competitive cheerleading. So anyway, that's, just, that, that's for free. That ain't anything to do outdoor ministry. But I did do that to say this. So we have those, that realm of it where it's competitive. You have professional bass fishing. You know, you have professional shooters. And then you have just guys going out and fishing. But in a sense, it's all competitive, isn't it? I mean, if me and my, if my son and I go fishing, it's on. <laughs> I mean, we just out there having fun and no competition. We say that every time, but it's on. <laughs> I mean, we get back who caught because we always cared all about that. So it's, it's like that. So those are just some of the different, different thoughts and ideas. Uh, turn in your little handout I gave you uh, to examples of effective outdoor ministries. There's just a couple of pages. And I just listed some things. Might help to go over that first, just so as we do some discussions, you'll just hear some thoughts of some of the things that are going on in the outdoor room with our opportunities for ministry. Center shot, I mentioned NASP, and I didn't put that on the list, but NASP, National Archery and School Program. Uh, in some of the areas that y'all have gotten on the Gust area, some of those areas they have competitive archery teams in the schools, high school, middle school, and elementary. Uh, 
at the state competition, the state championship is held the first weekend in March in Perry at the Agri Center. That's a set date in place. It's the only place big. They have 1,100. I think they sit at 1,000, 20,000. Whatever the figure is, it's right there at 1,000, and that's the max. So they have to eliminate them at regional tournaments before they get there in district tournaments so they don't have more high school students than that. Um, NAS, by the way, their stats are now, they are growing still by 1,000 schools a year in the country. Adding it on every year. So I went to a meeting Tuesday. Um, Fort Valley, it was an archery coaches meeting. And that's what we do with Mr. Coaches. So I went there, had 100, uh, between 150 and 200 coaches, archery coaches, mostly from public schools and private schools. It's kind of a cool thing because you get to mix them a little more than you do with normal because it doesn't matter if you're 6A or 1A or you just you shoot archery. <laughs> and so even though a team in NASP is 12 to 24, you count the top 12 scores. You got it's all co-ed. You got to have you got to have at least in a 12-man team you got to have at least two of the opposite sex. So and center shot is the ministry version of NASP. And it's uh, it's only a six-man team. So Christian schools and churches. Um, so and I do work, we partner with them with FCA, so I, I train center shot staff. I train First Baptist Powder Springs uh, one Friday and Saturday, and on Monday and Tuesday, I train First Baptist Lumber City. That's about as downtown and out of town as you can get. And, uh, but both of them have great programs. I mean, First Baptist Powder Springs is a big, nice gym, and Lumber City's got a real nice barn. <laughs> yeah, most of it is done inside, just because of weather, and the tournaments are inside, even though you can't shoot outside. They shoot. Um, they all shoot the Genesis bow, and this is one of them. Um, and they, it's made by Matthews. And the cool thing is, when I was talking about the National Trumpet, there's six, nearly 16,000 students, and they're all shooting the same bow. Different colors, but the same bow. So nobody outclasses somebody. If you are a member of Center Shot, say your church joins that for 100 or 200 bucks a year, to, it's one of those level membership things, you can buy these for uh, about 130 bucks a piece. Um, you know, you're people can through the ministry. That's a ministry. The academy, they're like 230, 240. So still, you know, reasonable, reasonable, reasonable deal. Just a little. It's uh it's not a it, it looks like a compound, but it's technically not. It doesn't have a let off like a compound honey bow does. You pull a certain weight and it drops off and you hold a much lighter weight. And this it's more like a old stick recurve bow because it's consistent. The beauty of that is all of us can shoot the same bow. Different draw lengths don't matter. We're in a hunt bow, they seriously matter. Um, so it's great for teaching. I've got a whole bunch of them. I got a trailer. I got a bunch of these. I'll go around, we do events, uh, go to church, do a fall festival, we'll set up an archery deal, let them shoot, all that. If we can get to you, it's all free for any of y'all to do that. We do that. We just come help if we can, or I'll let some people borrow some stuff. I have a good job. I have a trailer full of BB guns and bows and, and fishing stuff. I have 70 poles rigged up in that one trailer. And, uh, yeah, three, 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 uh, targets too. Yeah, I have targets. Now, when they shoot, there's, there's two divisions. They shoot bullseye, and then, and they shoot 3D, which is the animal targets. Now, that's your more traditional hunting, but they do it inside in this case, and it's inside center shot, and, and them do that. So, now the 3D archery. If you're interested in a ministry where it's honey bows, um, and it's with students, uh, Scholastic 3D archery, S3DA is uh, growing in the state and most of their, it's, it's not a faith-based group, but most of their most of their teams are churches, are churches. Um, I, that's what the guy that does the training that's over in Georgia. Georgia. And uh, I've been thinking about hosting a training and, and 
getting involved in some of that. So, but you can just do, if you can get some targets, I can let you borrow some. You can sit up out in the woods, you can have 3D shoot. Um, church that I'm associated with in Griffin, they do a, they, they just started their Thursday night league. And they'll have uh, 50 or 60 men every Thursday night shooting 3D archery in their gym. They got fica trees and all kind of bushes put up. They got a wall that's plywood and they have their targets up and they and they shoot before turkey season, before deer season for five, six weeks, whatever it is. They have a big shoot to start it off. They had that a couple weeks ago. They have a big shoot where they bring everybody on Saturday and they shoot out in the woods and stuff. And they give away a bunch of stuff. It's free to come. They charge five dollars for lunch, I think. And um, and they, but they just they give what and they have people saved every year. And uh, they reach a lot of folks and they reach families through that league because they've got them. They decided they had to need to do that for a follow-up. Um, Y'all know Mark Pritchett, pastors uh, North Ridge Church out of Thomaston, Rush Ministries. He also does Rush Ministries. Excuse me. They bought a golf course on top of a mountain. It's an incredible place. And they got a ski range and they got they do 3D archery shoots. And uh, just got an outdoor ministry working. So, um, skeet neat. So I've got a couple of throwers. This is something anybody can do if you got a yard or a pasture. Um, it's a safe zone, and you can check that out. Um, and so we just, so for example, we get out behind the church, we've got a pasture out there, and we set up those automated throwers and invite all the sheriff's deputies over and their families. And we feed them, and we let them shoot ski. Now what would amaze you is that law enforcement guys don't necessarily know how to shoot ski. They know how to shoot handguns, but a lot of them, especially when you get farther upstate, because I got... I, I'm just I'm just talking to y'all. May, may or may not y'all can ask, but I got so you shoot over and under normally in competition or an automatic. You can use a pump, but it's just a little more awkward. Of course, in law enforcement they use pumps pretty much, and so I got the over and unders and automatics and guns for them to use sitting on a rack, and, and they all come and they look at them, and none of them grab the over and under, which are the nicer, more expensive guns, and they go for the automatic, and then they try to put a bunch of shells in it. And I'm like, you can't put the two in there, guys. <laughs> y'all put ten in y'all's in your car, but we can't put the two. It's a whole different ballgame for us. So, but we just fed them barbecue chicken, let them shoot, gave them all law enforcement New Testaments, and shared the gospel with them and their families, prayed with them, put love on them. I mean, that's a pretty simple idea. My men in my church and my ladies had a great time hosting that, and, um, and we just poured into those guys. So just those kind of ideas. I mentioned that we go out a lot, not just bringing folks in. So this past week, the big show in Georgia is the Buckarama uh, in Perry. Um, so I didn't get to go because I was doing this in Jonesboro. <laughs> but I have a staff member in Perry who does FC Outdoors full-time. We got a booth, and he, uh, he works that booth, and we give away Bibles. First time I did it, I gave away over 2,000 camouflage New Testaments. First weekend I ever tried it. Um, and we just, we kind of buy them, and we're selective. You know, we kind of pray through because we just, I mean, but it's amazing. You can go to dollar store and buy a Bible. We know that. But people will come to you. I had a law enforcement guy come to me, an all law officer. I did a show in Atlanta, and I went back the next year, and I got my booth and my deer heads and stuff there, and I got tracks and, and, and Bibles, and it's just, you know, nothing. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just sharing. And they, um, this guy comes back, and he says, I came, I was looking for you. He said, I, uh, I came here last year, and you gave me one of those Bibles. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, I'm a police officer in Atlanta, downtown. And he said, my, my partner and I have been reading this Bible every morning before we go to work. And I was just wondering if I could get him one. 
and I said, you can have three or four, brother. You can have a box. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I gave him some more materials. To, it's just amazing to me the mindset of somebody giving you a Bible. I mean, you can go buy one. Like I say, the man could have easily went to Walmart and got one. But he just, that, he thought he was supposed to get one from that guy he met that was giving them away. I mean, I don't know. That's... I don't, I don't know that I grasp all of that's behind that. But anyway, we do those kinds. So here's what, for example, so I got a group, and I'll show you some pictures of all this in a little bit, but I'm kind of running through some stuff. So I got a group of kids I'm really trying to get on mission. They're the bass fishing team, the archery team. So the county, the county agent calls me and says, we want to do outdoor day at our county fair. Coyote County is my hometown. And she said, uh, and they do, they have one of the best county fairs around in Southeast. And so she said, "Can uh, we want to do outdoor days. Outdoor days, Saturday, the first Saturday affair. Can you help me? And I said, oh, I got it. So I called DNR people and got them to come. I got my, I set up an archery booth. Just, you don't need much. BB you can do anywhere. You can do BB in here. And um, I mean, you gotta, you know, do it right, but you can, so you can do it again. But <laughs> you, you set it up and it's cheap. You can go to Walmart and buy, you know, $50 Red Rider, $20 Little Buck, Daisy BB gun. And the Little Bucks are actually better guns to me. Because I shoot them a lot. And uh, we set up those booths. Um, I got an inflatable BB range with target runners on it. But my targets now, I don't think I brought one because I gave them all out the other day. But my targets uh, have a, a, a track on the back of them. So it has an are you on target. It's just a Roman road track. And so they shoot that paper target. And then I, I go and shoot five shots and I give it to them. So they get to take that track with them. Because I'm running them through. And then I got, my, I got one of my farmers to get a water trough. If you ever seen this, he got a water, cattle water trough, and we caught some catfish and put them in there, put an area in it, and we had little cane poles and uh, little lassos, and so they're roping catfish. <laughs> now I got my bass fishing team to wear their jerseys and run that. And the beauty of that is they'll stand there for 30 minutes trying to rope a catfish. And when they get to the top, they just let it go again. And um, I mean, I know it's probably not real cool for the catfish, but anyway. Um, so they're, they're, but while they're doing that, while the kids are doing that, or the daddy's doing that, you're talking to them. You're having conversations and giving away your Bible and doing things. So those are just, I don't want to work in your area, but those are some things that, uh, that we have done. Um, again, going, going to those places. And for me, involving, because I do say it's oftentimes students, but it can be our men in our church as well, involving them in ministry. Because you've probably got some guys in your churches who may not teach Sunday school class at this point, but they'll take a kid fishing. And if you get a lake, just a word for you, just from being in the middle of it. If you got a pond and you agree to have two rodeos a year that's open to the public for people to fish, the state will stock that. They'll put catfish in there for you. And they'll help you manage it. Now, they won't feed them, but you got a local feed store. You know, you probably, and you can also have a, have a fundraiser at that lake and pay for the feed, the feed if that's an issue. Um, just a way to do that. And the state guy will help you with it, or I can tell you how to do it. Um, you, you just tag a fish, put a little Loctite in, the, in his fin in the back, turn that cat, big catfish loose, and you need to charge them $50 to fish for two hours and give them a section of the lake. And then if they catch that tag fish, they get 100 bucks. And you can have a couple of them in there if you want to and do it different ways. But, I mean, you, you may not want to do a fundraiser, but if you, if you wanted to do one, you can do one that way and have ministry at the same time. And you can say, I'm doing this to buy feed for the fish so we can do the free rodeos. Uh, but just thoughts and ideas. Again, you're probably going to involve folks in your ministry. You're going to reach folks that you're not reaching another way. And you're also going to involve some of your people on mission that you're not involving. They're not involved in other things. 
But eventually that old boy's out there teaching that kid to fish and he's growing his faith. Next thing you know, he might be teaching Sunday school class. There we are. Handgun safety. Uh, most sheriff's departments have a, a deputy or two who does that, teaches that, and they'll probably come to your church or meet your church at a range. And you can, you can do that. Women will come. Everybody will come. I mentioned the fishing rodeo, hunting trips. Does anybody do that? Does anybody take guys from their church and go off together hunting? That's, y'all do? What do y'all, what do y'all do? Just, is it like local or do you go yeah, off? It's local. We just take our youth. Some that's, the ones that don't have any male features in their lives, we take them out, but they don't have any other guys' lands. We just take them to the middle of the buddy stand with one of us. About like 30-30. Right. And I got their reference on here. I'll yeah. share some of that. Um, I, that's not been my, my thing. I mean, when I, because I do love to hunt fish, but but I don't hardly ever go. <laughs> when I started doing it, just, you know, when I started doing this ministry, outdoor ministry, I didn't go much but I was a pastor because I was a pastor. But then when I started doing this ministry, I really don't get to go much even though I talk about it and I'm around it all the time. But we, uh, but I do. I started doing one trip, one duck country trip with Arkansas. Arkansas every year, and the value of it's just incredible. I mean, I, I see that I take I can take 16 guys. He, he expanded his lodge and his abilities. I used to could just take 12, but we just get in the truck. We go out there after church one Sunday, and, um, and we hunt. And we come back. We hunt Monday morning, Tuesday morning. Come back Tuesday night. And but the guys, the place we go is a it's a ministry that it's not a hunt with a devotion tacked onto it. Which is, I mean, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's an intentional. There, I've got a group going in January. This year we're going on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, and they're already praying for my group. He's got a group in the local church out there that is praying, and they're plugging that ministry, and they're praying for my group those days right now. And they've already got the the, the material they're going to teach ready, and we'll have our discussions when we get there that night, and mornings, and, and we'll hunt, we'll kill some ducks. Traditionally, we we do real well, and. Um, but we, we also have some guys, I mean, you know, you got a guy, maybe he's been through a divorce or he's struggling in his marriage, and then you get one of your good guys to take him with you. You get two or three of those guys in the truck and ride to Arkansas, spend some time in the duck blind, spend some time sitting around that fire at night in that lodge, and God just uses it. There's a lot of value in that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of expensive, you know. I mean, depending on what you do, you can, you can, go, to, you can go to the lodge somewhere in Georgia and, and do it, maybe on your own property, like you said. But that's just some thoughts with outdoor ministry. Fishing tournaments, two ways on those. One, you can host one, and one, you can just show up at one. If any of y'all live on, anybody live on a, on a reservoir or close to a reservoir? Y'all not too far from Hartwell, I guess, or Clark's Hill. Clark's Hill. Um, so, at, um, I mean, when I have a bass tournament out there, we're doing fish camp in October. Lord willing, we, we've been putting it together for a year, and if it comes on, we've got a couple professional fishermen that'll be there, and high school teams will be coming in. Churches in that area are helping us. They're fixing sandwiches to give away, and biscuits to give away at the boat ramp, because they put in at five o'clock. And uh, I've, I've been where I just got there, and they let me give away, I give away biscuits to 100 fishermen, but they let me pray for them, share a quick word, you know. If you're going to go into that kind of ministry, it's kind of like what we do with, with FCA at the school. you got to serve. You can't just walk. You're probably not going to do well just to walk up there and say, this is what I want to do. <laughs> what you're probably going to do is go in there and say, how can I help you? And be willing to be patient and buy your time and build a relationship. 
So I do a shooting sports camp at Charlie Elliott Wildlife Center in Mansfield, Georgia. It's the coolest facility. The state owns it. It's, uh, it's got a nice lodge. You can stay in. You can do a men men's retreat there. It's incredible. It's cheap. It's beautiful. The food is incredibly good. They just have a bunch of country ladies out there to cook and, uh, and have buffet for every meal, breakfast included. They have really nice shotgun and rifle ranges and a super spectacular 3D archery range. And so I do shooting camp there. The way I started doing it was uh, I met the guy who runs it, who happens to be a mission pastor at his church. And so he was receptive, and he happens now to be a head of DNR Wildlife Resource Division. His name is Rusty Garrison, and we're good friends. But when I met him, I went over and just, and he showed me silk, and I said, he knew what I was wanting to do. And I said, so I, you know, my vision is to have a camp eventually, because this is when I first started. And I said, but you have a shooting sports camp. I said, can I just come? And he said, yeah, you can come. So I go. They had 12 kids. And they, uh, I mean, the state's good about having stuff, not real good about gathering up people for, you know, effectiveness. And, uh, I mean, we do stuff with the state where we, I know that they're doing, like they did Hunters for the Hungry for a while, and they wouldn't have any rangers to watch the truck. So back then when I was pastoring, we just got guys to say they'd do it, and we took it from them. We had to, we had the Hunters for the Hungry. I don't know if you know how they did that. They'd bring a cooler truck from the prison system, drop it at our church property, and then for three days, we'd take deer and hang them in that. And our guys would do it, and we'd give away a gun. We'd give away everybody camouflage Bibles and a cup of coffee, and then invite them to church, of course. And then we'd take those deer, and then they'd come pick them up, and the prisoners process them, they'd give them food banks. So a lot of guys were trying to manage their property and cut some does off and stuff, so they would do that. And, but, I mean, we just took it from the state to build a relationship. So when I go to this camp, I just hang out. First day I'm there, I, I realize that they don't have any snacks, so I... I run to town and buy some snacks. Another Baptist pastor and I were there. We went to town, got some snacks and Gatorade. We just hung out. We pick up whatever we needed to do. We just started doing it. We just picking up trash, literally, and just going around. And well, the second day, they started asking us to say the blessing. And then the last day, they were having breakfast. And the director, at that time, Wildlife Resources Division, the director of shooting sports for the state, and the director of the camp were having breakfast together when I walked in. And when I walked in, they said, well, there he is. And I said, what did I do? And they said, well, we just figured that you're better at getting kids together. You're FCA, you know kids. Next year, we'll just facilitate the camp and let you run it. So that's what we do. Now we have 50, now we have 50 60 kids because that's about all we can take. And we have church every night and every morning. And we teach them to shoot. And the rangers, and I get to pick my rangers, so the Christian instructors instruct them. And, of course, we do the teaching all anyway. But, and I have guys that are certified in FCA too. So I'm... I, but I, I got that because the Lord gave me a vision, put me in a spot. He opened up doors. Of course, he did all that. But it was by serving and just being there. Y'all know when they, in Acts, when they replaced Judas on the disciples, and they, they, Matthias was one they got, but they, they had two to draw from. And what, did they, what were the criteria? We need to find somebody who has been with us from the beginning. Never seen them before, never heard of them before. Boy, just been showing up. Ministry of presence. That's what we do on the football field, isn't it? And um, Tom Joyner is our local FCA guy in Statesboro. So I'll get him to say something a little bit. But, uh, well, I keep pointing at him. Uh, special needs events. One of my favorite, probably my favorite event all years is in Leesburg, Georgia. I have a donor and a friend who has a big farm there, and he has a big lake there. And we take uh, kids from Jay's Hope and Macon Cancer Group, cancer kids, and their families. And this year we added it with uh, St. Jude's Hospital heart patient kids. And we take them out there and we let them shoot bows and BB guns and throw a bean toss or whatever. Feed them hamburgers, hot dogs, preach, share the gospel, and then uh, take them fishing. He's got an incredible pond. They catch a bunch of fish and then we clean them and send them home to them in Ziploc bags. 
Uh, and it's just not hard to do. So that's a special needs event. So if you consider some of those people who don't normally get to do some of those things. But like in FCA, we take the football team too. That lacrosse coach called me. So I do some of my seniors. Can you take them out shooting? I said, if you'll let me, I'll take them. And we do. Dexter Davis is a chaplain for the Atlanta Falcons. He and I were talking on the phone the other day, and he said, uh, he said, these guys, they don't have a clue. He said, can you set up, can you get us to a gun range and let the boys, let the men shoot? I said, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I said, you probably won't be able to tell anybody, but we can do it. <laughs> so he said, they'll love it. So anyway, camo day, I just threw that in there because that was one of the cool things. That, um, it was a little church near McRae. Y'all might know the pastor if I come up with his name. He's a, he's a probation officer. And this is about three years ago. I don't even know sure if he's still there. But he called me and said, would you come down and preach one Sunday morning? I said, yeah, we'll do camo day. Is that Ken White? I think so. He's here. Is he here? Yeah, he's in our city. What's the name of that church? Well, I don't know where he was. He's at Northside Douglas now. No, that's not, that's not where it was then. It was on a, this church was out of McRae on a dirt road. Yep, that's where he was. Man, he, he gave me a direction. I turned on that dirt road, and I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm country. I've been to South Georgia. I'm like, I don't know there's anything down here, boss. And I, and I got there, and all of a sudden I rode up on that church, and there's cars and trucks everywhere. And I went in, I said, Pastor, how many you normally have out here? And he said, normally have about 12. He wow. said, I said, but you got 50 today? He said, 40-something, 50. I think it ended up being old 50, 50 or 60. And he said, it's by far the biggest day we ever have every year, that we do this every year. They go, it's, it's opening Sunday of deer season. There's hunting camps all around there. They go out on Friday and Saturday and go to the hunting camps and invite people to come to church and tell them they'll feed them. And just come wear your camo. And all their people wear camo and um, share the gospel. That man gets saved. Anyway, just reaching our community. Reaching out. Go over something else real quick. Um, on the back, those ministries. I mentioned Center Shot. There's how you get in touch with them. They're out of Wisconsin. This boat, they're a legit ministry. Uh, doctrinally and evangelistically. This bow, and I've got arrows, yeah. We use these. Let me tell you about this. And again, this is maybe something you'll do, maybe something that just sparks something that you'll do where you're at. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, I'm just showing you some ideas. And I, I've done a lot of stuff that didn't work. But we printed up these arrows and this worked. Um, so we just got the, the witness colors, you've probably seen them on bracelets or beads or something. So we got the black reference from sin, the darkness I'm in without Christ, and then the red, the blood of Christ, and it clears up when I got saved. And baptism for, at your local church for, you know, the water, giving that testimony, and then growing in Christ, reading scripture, and getting in church, and then the streets go. So I got these arrows. I go to that tournament I was talking about in Kentucky. I got 1,200 arrows. So there's some students and two other full-time ministry staff members of the FCA that are there, one from Tennessee and one from Kentucky that do what I do. And we're there, and I got my bear rug and all this stuff, so it's tension getting. And I got these arrows later. Well, kids come up and say, what's, you know, we're holding one sometimes. I say, what's up with that arrow? Because it looks different. And I will say, well, I'll give it to you if you'll let me tell you the story. Let me tell you my story. And so I use that to share my testimony. And with them, of course, I'm putting scripture in there. And then I share it with them. And then I, we offer them an opportunity to receive Christ. course, we pray with them. And then we give them the arrow. And then the kid will come back 20 minutes later with his buddy. And he'll say, he wants one of them arrows. And I'll say, well, you know the story. He said, yeah, I told him he's going to listen to the story. I said, well, you know what? You tell him. And then I get the kid to tell him. I had a dad. was there uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I had a dad come up Friday afternoon, and he just squalled. And um, gentleman, I didn't know who he was. He squalled to me. He said, I, he, he, just, I, "He stuttered a little bit." And he finally said, "I just want to thank you." And I said, "Why?" And he said, "He said uh, my son just shared the gospel with me using that arrow you gave me." And he said, um, "That's amazing." 
it. So anyway, Costa, um, some idea. But this bow is the same thing as the colors. Most of the kids are not shooting this, these. But if you order a kit from Center Shop for your church, you get a dozen bows and one of them is what will be this color. Will be the, the witness bow, we call it. Um, so that's Center Shop Ministries. Sportsman Outreach, a lot of y'all probably know Glenn Chapelier. He's He came on but as a volunteer with NAM. He was a youth minister at um, Lithia Springs. I think that's right. In that area. And he he fishes full-time for FLW. And uh, he's the chaplain on the, on the circuit with him, pretty much. Fathers in the Field, you mentioned mentoring kids. That's a great ministry for that. It's an intentional mentoring where you take them teach them how to clean a gun, how to shoot, all those things over a period of time, and they have this discipleship material that runs with it. That's a great ministry. Um, Truth in Nature is a similar ministry. They focus specifically, and there's a, I know there's a chapter in Dallas, Georgia, but they focus specifically on uh, parents, kids of single parents. So it's basically single moms for the most part. Some of y'all may know Royce Rayleigh, but Go Fish Outdoor Ministry, he's a good old Georgia Baptist guy. We had a I was doing an archery tournament in Statesboro. The guy at North, there's a bass club in Northwest Georgia called Northwest Georgia High School Bass Flingers Club. And the guy that runs it, because it's a club and not an official high school sport, there's, he had 16 high schools in his, in his organization, public schools, all of them. And some of them have several teams. So he'll have 250, 300 kids easy at a tournament. And he said, hey, we need to partner with FCA. We need to do some stuff. He said, you can come up. He said, we're going to have this tournament in Alabama. Was it go across the line of fish? He said, We're going to have a tournament over there. They got to come to the mandatory meeting. He said, They got to be there. I'll feed them supper, but they got to come to the meeting to fish. We do our safety stuff and all the night before. He said, Will you come speak and share the gospel? And I said, Well, I can't. I got to be in Statesboro, but I'll, I'll send somebody. He says, Okay. So I sent Royce. And Royce went up there in 46 salvation decisions. Pretty cool. I'm telling you, wide open. Wide open. Um, High Plains Waterfowl is where I go duck hunting in Arkansas. Brian Womack went to Golden Gate Seminary, got a degree in uh, theology, and God duck hunts. And he's incredible. He teaches. He's, he's a super guy. If you call him, tell him I sent you. And um, he won't give you any discount, but you can tell him that. <laughs> uh, Y'all probably know some good guides. Mark Smith guides on Oconee. He is another good Georgia Baptist guy and just a super nice guy to fish with and an incredible guide. You'll catch fish. And he's like 300 bucks. You can take four people. Take five if you beg him. If you're fishing for kids, and he'll put you on some fish. And it's just a great day to share. I'll take a foster kid every now and then or something and go with him. I'll take a donor sometimes and go with him. Uh, somebody manages. I took a couple. I sent some folks. I sent a whole family with him one time. And I said, hey, I'm going to send these folks. I want you to minister to them. And he just, he did. He just poured into them, prayed with them. They caught fish. Never forget it. Real momentum. They do a lot of stuff first with stock. They did a thing in Madison the other day called What's at Stake? Did y'all see that? And, uh, and it's a stake dunner in the men's ministry. He really does a lot with the father wound and a great ministry. It's my old pastor, Keith Box. Keith Box. Super guy, does a great job. Just incredible ministry. Um, Legacy Outdoors is Kyle. Kyle's guy who was George Baptist pastor for many years. He and I were an executive committee together years ago. He is in Hazelhurst, has the old Brownsville plantation, got 2,600 acres. I called. I was talking to him this afternoon. I said, "I'm gonna tell him your name tonight." And he said, "Okay." He said, and I said, "What about my squirrel hunt?" He said, "Second weekend in February, we're ready." And, um, and we go. And Alexander, Ron Alexander's got the best squirrel dog I know. Works with the commission, and we run squirrels. Like I say, it's not competitive, but my group killed 15 by an hour. And <laughs> the next group was 
ten. So, and I, I just took some kids out there. We shot squirrels. We had a ball. We had a uh, church around the campfire. You mentioned Brad Gill in 30-30 Ministries. Brad's the editor for Georgia Outdoor News. And what he'll do with you and how you could use him, if you've got a piece of property in your church family that can be used to hunt on, call Brad and say, hey, we want to do this and set this up. He will set it up, help come, organize it, and then um, and, and you can get kids or he can get kids or he can advertise it through his deal. And he, he'll, he'll take just whatever you can handle, you know, like five, six, ten maybe. I don't think he already, has, already ever has over a dozen. And then, and he has a lot of decisions around campfire because he hunts with them for, through the weekend. You know, he hunts through Sunday morning. and But he's having church with them. But they make decisions, and his frustration personally is, I got to get them plugged into church when they get through with it. He's a youth minister in East in uh, Eaton somewhere. Um, anyway, that's a great ministry. We partner with them too. And you may be familiar with Fishers of Men. Um, that's also a good ministry. One of the guys who works with him, it's not their thing, and he did what I want to do at the Bassmaster Classic. He'd already, he was already doing it, so he's got a lure. He's got, you probably can't see it, but he's got three crosses. He's got the colors like I got on there. He's got the black, blue, and he's got them all designed. He's got the blue for heaven, but he's got the red, and he uses that. So we go to Bassmaster Classic. There's over 100,000 people there, and uh, we're just giving out Bibles. I, I don't know how many I could have gave away if I'd have had them. Um, I ran out in about an hour and a half the first day. I had boxes, and <laughs> I mean, just insane, just crazy. But we're praying with people. By the way, I was talking about doing that thing at, um, at the Buckarama. So I called them, and I said, do y'all have chapel? I mean, I always went every year. And I said, do y'all have anything going on? And the guy running the Georgia Wildlife Federation said, we have a guy that's kind of a chaplain, but he's, he, he's been sick, and he hasn't been able to come. And um, he said, we'll get back with you. Well, that was a month or two before. So that's over. I forget about it. And I happen to have one Sunday off. And it was that Sunday. He called me on Thursday morning, and he said, "Can you come this Sunday and do a devotion, chapel service?" And I said, "Yes, sir." And so I went, and uh, I said, uh, "Can I have a booth?" He said, "Yeah, I'll give you a booth." Gave me a booth, five hundred dollars. Gave me a booth. I probably shouldn't tell this. And uh, and I just, so I just got a bunch of Bibles, started giving away. That year I gave away two thousand. He didn't plan to be there, but I happened to, you know, happened to have the Bibles. And uh, and so now we have a Dennis Stubbs is our making guy for outdoors. He does chapel service. Does a prayer service on does a prayer breakfast on Saturday mornings, and then does a service for the vendors, the vendors at the show on Sunday morning because they're there on Sunday morning. And so he has church with him, brings his praise team in from his church, and sometimes he does whatever. So I've handed it off to him. So I, what's going on here? I mean, you got a county fair, you know, you know what, or what do you have around that your folks could plug into, and that you could reach out to people, or what's going on in your area? That's kind of the thoughts I'm trying to throw at you. Um, are y'all hanging in with me okay? All right, wave at me and haul. I, I know I'm covering more ground than I should, and I'm going to try to move real fast for the next several minutes. So go back to the top, and let's talk about a wild game dinner. And this will tie into some events, not just dinners. How many of you have done a wild game supper of some kind at your church? Sportsman banquet, all right. Most of They're effective. They're good fellowships if you invite all the other church members from churches around your area. They're good evangelistic opportunities if you invite lost people that don't go to church from your area. The way I get it is I get this question a lot. How do I get lost people to come? You get your people to get lost people to come. So, so if I'm pastor and I'm hosting one, which I've done a bunch of times, every Sunday that we're leading up to it, here's what I get up to the pulpit and say, we don't want your buddies that go to First Baptist to come out here and drive a wild game dinner. We want unchurched people to come drive a wild game dinner. Now, if that's what you want to do, it's fine. I'm not, that fellowship's great with the churches, but that's not what we're doing. That's not the, our purpose in this is evangelistic. 
So we want people who need to be evangelized to come. And so what I, so where we do it is we sell tickets. You might want to do it for free. I, whatever your philosophy or theology is on that, it's fine. But So we set, say we got a table of eight seats. So you and I say, hey, we'll take a table. Cost me 20 bucks, cost you 20 bucks, $5 a seat. I got to bring three unchurched people, and you got to bring three unchurched people, we'll fill up our table. I had, did one that had a truck driver, a, tr- a guy owned a trucking business. So he had like a dozen truck drivers. And he told them, uh, the game done Friday night where you pick up your check. I got things for you. <laughs> Gave them tickets. They all came. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, but you know, you got to get them, you're getting your people thinking that way. Now, they're think, one of the great things about a game dinner is folks will be involved in it. And they will be on purpose, intentionally evangelistic, if it's promoted that way by whoever you are, men's leader, pastor, whatever. And and so you work that so that they get to thinking that way, and that will carry over into other activities, your Bible schools and fall festivals. But so I'm thinking evangelistically. Now I'm gonna tell you something. You want to have a good church fellowship and have a sweet fellowship in your church? You do what God calls you to do. It'll be evangelistic. So um, I grew up in middle Georgia. I uh, went to the University of Georgia. When I got out, I was real surprised I got a job with Deerwood Incorporated living in Millen, Georgia. And, uh, and they hunt deer with dogs down there. I don't know if any of y'all have done that. But they, they got they a little... Um, and then I moved to Gardai, Georgia, down below Jessup, and they run deer with dogs down there. And they had more dogs in Gardai than they had people when I was there. A lot more. And, and so, literally. Probably still there. Yeah, probably still there. <laughs> probably a lot of reasons. And so, it, here's what I did when I was down there during, during deer season. Because, uh, I mean, you know, if you're a man at all, you got a truck in that part of the world. And then if, you, uh, if you're much of one in that part of the world, you got a dog box on the back of your truck. You don't necessarily need a dog because there's a lot of dogs go around. So Monday mornings, I get in my truck and I ride the highway. And there's going to be deer dog laying out here because they've been lost for two days and hunted them Friday and maybe Sunday. And, and now the dog's about had it, so he's come back to the road. I'm riding the roads and I find a dog. Well, I stop. By then, he's wore out. I stop and get him put him in a dog box. Now, he's got a collar on with an, with an address and a name on it. So Monday evening, I show up at Buddy's house with his dog. That's good visitation. I've already got my foot in the door because I got his dog. <laughs> so tell you that, to tell you, that was just, that was something we did there that was effective. But, I don't know if y'all have been around that, but there's some awful dog fights going in those boxes. You'll see some old boy pulled over on 341 out there beating his dog box. You know, you know, quit. I mean, there's they got eight big old red bones packed in that little box. You know, when they're back, they're just wearing each other out. But here, pretty quick on a frosty morning, they'll pull over inside a peanut field somewhere and drop that tailgate. And them dogs that was about to kill each other in that box, we call it country music. They will make beautiful sound running that deer because they're doing what they're bred to do. And I say it's the same way in the church. If all we do is get in them four walls, we we'll start some fussing and fighting. But if we're doing what God has called us to do out there, reaching folks for Him, then we'll, we'll make some good music together. We'll have some good fellowship doing that. I always say that fellowship is not, is not something that we intentionally plan to do. It's just what happens. It's, it's the nature of the church, not an activity of the church. And when we fellowship around the Word, when we fellowship around evangelism, we'll see it happen. So if your goal is evangelism, then be evangelistic. If it's fellowship, fine. Don't, you don't have to back off Matt, do it. If it's discipleship, whatever it is. Um, so I didn't really fill that paper out right. But number two should say, if your goal is evangelism, make sure lost people are there. I mean, <laughs> do what you got to do to get lost people there. Talk about it, share it, pray for them, of course. If your goal is evangelism, make sure there's a clear gospel presentation. So 
Tom and I do a lot of camps with FCA. So, and I supervise some guys who do camps with FCA. And I'll tell them this, when you run a camp and you got this professional athlete or college athlete or coach up there speaking and he's your draw, if he doesn't share the gospel and present it clearly, your job is to get up there and make sure it's presented clearly when he gets through. Make sure you follow him. And sometimes you may do that with a speaker. You may get a speaker and he may be a draw or he may have a great testimony or a great story or just be the personality that you, know, you want him to share. But then he may not be the one to share the gospel. If he's not, make sure somebody is. If I, if you're, again, if your goal is evangelism, I mean, why, you know, why get a bunch of lost people there and, it, and not invite, not, you know, it doesn't do me any good if you tell me where a good steak in Statesboro is. If I don't know, if you didn't tell me where it was, you just told me you had one, you know, or you ate it last night. That didn't help me, you know. So anyway, if you are you do, when you do one, you have to decide whether you're going to target a gender, whether you're going to try to reach men, whether you're going to try to reach men and boys, whether you're going to try to reach everybody. Uh, the trend is everybody. Just invite the community, and you'll be surprised how many non-sportsmen will come. Um, I did one in Danville, down below Macon. I don't know if y'all know where that's at. A little church right off the interstate. Good side church right off 16 out there in the country. And they called me to come speak and I had a heart attack. Had four bypasses, couldn't come. Well, the Lord let me live and they let me go come back about two years later and speak. And so I got to go. I walked on campus. This will just tell you how to do a wild game right here. I walked on campus and the, and the men's minister who runs it all, uh, or layman who heads up their men's ministry, he's carrying me around meeting everybody. And they're saying, and he says, Paul Dennis, yeah, I've been praying for you for a month. None of them knew me, but all of them been praying for me in that church family. All of them had invited people that they had prayed for to come. So there's 450, 500 people at that church. They get, they, they're eating. They, um, uh, so it's kind of talking through how you do it. You really can't legally sell tickets to a donor to eat deer meat unless you buy it from a producer, which it's expected. But you can do a wild game tasting for free. And what they do is they got guys out there cooking deer meat, frying fish, and cooking bear, and elk, and hog, and whatever else. And you can go buy and sample all that. And then when you get in line, they give you a piece of barbecue chicken. And that's your plate that you pay $5 for. Or your buddy paid $5. That's why I like charge so I buy somebody a ticket. Because they're more likely to come than if I just invited them. Or if it was a free ticket. But, so they do all that. We go through, man, they feed them. They get all the people in there. They sit in fellowship halls, Sunday school rooms, outside and everywhere and eat. And then they go in the sanctuary. And then the sanctuary is where everybody goes. And they're all going to go. I had a guy ask me, say, so he says, how do you get people to stay? I said, well, they're giving away a shotgun and a rifle. And they're not going to do it till the end. And you got to be there to win it. So, I mean, you're going to stay. Um, so they've got kayak, John boat, deer feed, I'll caution you this, and I'm getting ahead of my little list, so we'll just skip some up. Don't spend an hour and a half giving away hats and killing people. Just throw hats at them or something, you know, but draw your names for several good prizes. And you can have a bunch and still do it quick. And so this place they did. So they gave, so they got up, and they don't give the prizes away, of course, until after the speaker. So they come in, they sit down, we explain. These cards are going to be used, and that's what we do. That's how we get decisions. These cards are going to be draw, use what we use for the drawing. And on that card is a decision, rededication, salvation decision, I'd accept Christ. And here's one I would encourage you to put on there, because I, I use this a lot. If you're going to follow up, is uh, um, I want more information about church. And you'll get a lot of good follow-up that, but you, 
it's not going to do any good now unless you're going to go visit them later or give a team to go visit them. It's not going to help. So we got those points on the decision card. And so we get up. I share gospel. Get up. Give them to fill out those cards. Turn in those cards. And I showed them. This is what they'd ask, the pastor asked me to do. Because do you do a come forward invitation? Do you do a card? Cards are generally more effective, the kind of effective way to get information at those events. And so we do that. But he said, we want to do altar call too. So I said, okay. So I said, they turned, they was turning those cards. And I said, we just turn those cards, try to record that decision. But if you did make a decision cross, we'd love for you to share it with somebody. So after they've been drawn, after the prize is given away, they're going to sing. And people will be leaving, but they're going to sing. And there are going to be some guys up here to pray with you. And if you've got a birdie phone, come pray. They're going to be up here at all. Well, we did. And I thought, they may be a few come. And, uh, and I, I hung around for a few minutes. I, I started to get my stuff together. And they, one of the guys, he said, Pastor wants to talk to you and bring you back. So I went back. And the pastor was about, he had a 60-some-year-old man. He, was leading, he just led to Christ in the counseling room behind it. Now, this is during that come forward time. And so I talked to him, talked with some folks, loaded up my stuff. I'm an hour up the road, and the guy calls me, and he says, we're still praying with people. He said, we've had 46 salvations so far. And now, it's true what because I spoke. Because I spoke when didn't nobody even get up to the bathroom. I mean, it was bad. You know, it was because they prayed. They invited lost folks. They did it right. And then that's why they had that kind of altar call response, too. And here's, let me give you this. So you got to follow up, right? So they kept, in gathering all their food, they kept a couple hundred quail and kept them froze. And they already had it scheduled two weeks or ten days later. They had a meal for those who made decisions. So that night, they said, after they, t- after they canceled those people, they said, hey, Thursday night week or whatever it was, we're going to have a dinner for you, and we want you to meet our church staff and our leaders. And uh, we're going to feed you. we got a quail done. And so those people, who one, they obviously expected decisions. And then when they come to that dinner, the choir director, the music guy, you know, the youth minister, the Sunday school teachers, they're there, and they get to meet those people, and they're plugging them into the church. That's cool follow-up. That's as good as I've ever seen it. They do a good job with that dinner. So, and they reach everybody. And I, I, I thought about it because they reach a lot of non-sportsmen. Cards. Um, what do you want your speaker to accomplish? You, you, the event itself will oftentimes draw a crowd without having to have a name speaker. But name speaker's cool too. Um, a lot of folks don't even serve. A lot of folks call them sportsman's banquet and just get barbecue place to cater it. Or the men cook it. And they don't do that. Or they do the game tasting like we was talking about. If you give away firearms, of course you got to have a dealer involved. And please be legal with that. <laughs> Don't mess it up for the rest of us. But, uh, you know, you, if he's there, he can. they can get it there. If he's there, it does the paperwork there. Otherwise, they just go to the store. I had one one time. I had a guy. We gave away a handgun. And it was just a men's event of some kind. What the game done? And we gave away a handgun. And, uh, and a guy literally picked a guy up off the street, met him at a convenience store on the way there, and brought him to the thing. And the guy won the handgun. And the guy was a felon. <laughs> and here's the story though he came down he won it and I thought this is probably going to be a problem and um, so we just you know we didn't say anything we just clapped and went on and then I said and, uh, and the guy that was with him he said hey he's telling me that he, he's got a problem here and I said okay it's not. I said so you know you can't possess it I said well you just give it to me it's fine no I didn't do that I said, <laughs> I, so we got it from a pawn shop there was a gun dealer and he had a pawn shop and so I called him and I said uh, hey this is our situation can we just exchange this gun back to you and let this guy get some other stuff. And the guy, the guy, I mean, the guy's 50 son. And he said, I, I've got a son that's a teenager. I've never given him anything. And his birthday's in a week. He said, can I get him? And he went and got him a nice game station thing. The guy loaded him up. And just, I mean, it was cool. 
how God worked. And God accepted Christ that night too. Um, so you, you just have to think through those kind of things. I would encourage you, I just made that note about staying on schedule. I would have, and I've got a suggestion of teams uh, behind that. I'd have somebody in charge of I'd have somebody keep everybody on schedule. We ain't playing around now. I, you know what kills me? If I go speak at one, and they talk, and then they start giving away hats, and then they do stuff, and everybody's dead and ready to go home an hour and a half later, then they want me to get up and share God. Now, hit them while they're hot. Don't, don't, don't. That's, that's, that's your main thing. All right? Um, and again, sell tickets not. How do you handle this crowd? Because you could large, possibly large, likely have a bigger crowd than you normally can hold. Um, tent. I've done them under tents. You just got to think about weather and stuff. Uh, just, I mean, figure it out. Figure out. And, don't, and that's another reason to sell tickets. Because you can keep it to where you can handle it. Uh, and just quickly, those teams. I'd have a prayer team. That's obviously most important. I'd have somebody... Get your ladies involved in going out there and getting prizes. Somebody set it up. Some, just somebody that takes all of that and does all that. Now, what's happening? I got 10, 12 people at least. If I've got 100, 100 people coming, I probably got 12, 13 people involved in sitting the dinner up. They're doing ministry. And then what's going to happen when one old joker gets saved? You know, that guy. We did one. We had one of those, one of those uh, local websites, yard sale sites. And uh, a guy came, accepted Christ. Went and saw him, and I said, who invited you? He said, I got on that website and bought the ticket. Somebody bought their $5 ticket, put it on sale on the website for $5, and the guy saw it. Oh, David Blanton's going to be at that church speaking. Real treat. And he came, bought the ticket off the website, came and got saved. 25 years old. We by far had more men in our church in that 20 to 30 year age group bracket come to the wild game dinner, unchurched men, than anything else we ever did. By far. I mean, so... Anyway, any questions on any of that? Cool. Let me show you some pictures and just run through some stuff. And maybe, maybe again, give you some vision, some ideas. Um, again, I'm all about some evangelism. I put that picture on there to remind me of that. And because that's probably the best circle I've ever thrown with that big a net. Um, catching some shrimp. And this is our FCA staff. It just it's growing. We just had a guy in Cobb County, Georgia. Bob Dar just came on. He's uh, FCA Outdoors, Cobb County. Really? Yeah. They got he's got. I said, what? You, he said, I got two colleges and I don't know how many high school fishing teams and a bunch of archery. He's working with them. Um, this is at Kentucky. That bearded guy right here. Well, all of us are bearded. This guy over here is Matt Swinehart. He's staff up in Tennessee Hills. He he left his job as an engineer with a railroad to come full-time ministry raising his own support. <laughs> and, uh, and he's uh, loving it like he's, he and I and another guy that you don't see were sharing these arrows. And this little guy in the middle, he came up, he's holding his arrow, and he came up and he said, you got those arrows? I have one in my hand. I said, yeah. So I shared, I started to share the story with him and this bigger guy steps up and he says, hey, I'm his brother. He said, let me show you something. He opened up his bow case and he pulled one of those arrows out. He said, you gave me this one last year. He said, I share it every tournament I go to. I share it with somebody every tournament I go to. So, anyway, that was kind of encouraging. Just a little tool, use something. This is in Utah a couple weeks ago. I was at the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Elk Camps, their big annual event. They have thousands of people. And uh, this guy won, this little boy won the national, the World Junior Elk Calling Championship. <laughs> he can sound like an elk. And he came up, that, and that's an inflatable archery. But if I got one, I got two more ordered, you can borrow it. You can use it. You don't even need me to come. I just drop. We'll meet somewhere and let you have it. And you can use it for your event. It's called Hoverball. It. 
It, well, actually, the new ones have got a Velcro thing on them, but it's got a little ball that hangs up in the air, and you shoot them with that big mushroom. They've done it in church lobbies, inside buildings. You can do it right here in this room. They come in that door and shoot. I mean, it's it's easy. And uh, this is the this is the Jay's Hope Cancer Group. It's one of my volunteers, and uh, he's got those kids there. So we'll bring him. This this girl's got cancer, and it's um, called that called that largemouth. This is an archer team at state championship in Perry praying together before they go online. They have a devotion every time they practice. Um, they go through a discipleship material center shot, and then they do their own. And they just, don't you love that? I mean, here's what happened to me when I got in FCA. This is not an FCA event. It, it could be, it could be there's, especially with outdoor be all kind of ways. But I used to really complain a lot about our schools <laughs> and what was going on in them. And it's kind of like God said, okay, big boy. You want to keep whining about it or you want to do something about it? You can. So now I get to go stand up at public school before class and give an invitation to come forward, give an altar call, you know, because the students invite me. So, I mean, I'm just telling you, we have opportunity if we if we seize it. That was a – I skipped one there that was uh, – that was at our Kentucky event. We had Levi Morgan, who was a world – 13-time world champion, Archer of the Year, and he, uh, he came, shared his testimony. We did that for three days. No, we did it for two days. We did it on Thursday, and we did it on Friday, that Thursday, Friday, Saturday tournament. And we did it three times each day, so we did it six times. And we had 146 salvations. And we fought, and they were from 19 different states. And, um, and most of them were adults. Coaches and grandma had several coaches receive Christ. We don't do anything in the FCA where we have as many coaches receive Christ as we do in the outdoor world. And you also have state agencies. Again, the state partners with me to do camp. I partner with Georgia Wildlife Federation, the Wild Turkey Federation. All these they'll partner with your church because you got kids and they want kids to do outdoor stuff. Because that's job security for them. For one, and it just makes sense. There's my little skeet and eat thing we did over in New Lebanon and Newnan. This is at the State Shotgun Championship in Savannah, Forest City Gun Club. They got that pavilion. I was using a local church, local Baptist church about two miles down the road, but I just got them right there before they got off the range property. That's just my logo. There's my booth set up at a event. The Bear Rug. I got a guy, he's my chairman of the board, chairman of my board. He uh, the way I met him was he owned the outfitting business. He loved to go elk hunting, he's wealthy. And he had a he loved to go elk hunting and uh, his outfitting business sold, so he bought it. And uh, and his guy was lost. And somebody introduced him to me and said, I know a guy that'll go up there and witness to your guy. And so they met me at Chick-fil-A and he said, You wanna go bear hunting? I said, Yeah. He said, if you're a witness to my God, I said, I'd rather do that than go bear hunting. And so he sent me up there. A month after I left, the guy professed Christ. Long story. But anyway, that's how I got to bear hunting. This is my shooting sports camp over at Charlie Elliott. That kid there is best, the best rifle shot I've ever coached. And he had never picked up a gun before. And he's incredible. And his self-esteem is just boom. Man, they shoot that archery, they hit that target. Statistically, kids that do the PE archery, the NAS program, 47% of them, in high school, will go out for a varsity sport who have never played one before because their confidence goes up. So you think of the spiritual analogies that you can teach. Missing the mark in Romans, that's an archery term. This is um, Jay's Hope doing a camp in Macon. So this is us teaching cancer kids and their siblings in Macon. That big guy down there with the cross on the shirt is Dennis Stubbs, old timber cruiser that's doing it now in Macon. There's my fishing team doing catfish roping at the county fair. Those guys are, one of them's in the military, one of them's in college now, that's a couple years ago, they were seniors. 
That's my duck hunt in Arkansas with those men. I don't tell you, but there's Brian Alexander, works with the convention. And uh, I mean, with the mission board. There's a father son there. And then there's, uh, there's a guy there who had just been through a divorce. And one guy who was about to go through one, but he is not. Praise the Lord. There's a DNR Ranger teaching one of my kids. That kid is one of the best shots in the nation right now, actually. But he's done that. Here's a guy I didn't put on my list, but if you want to do a cool men's ministry event, this guy's name is James Rutland, lives in Box Springs, Georgia, and he teaches instinctive shooting, Rutland's instinctive shooting. He's throwing a disc up, and this guy's shooting it with a Red Ryder BB gun with no sights. He teaches point and shoot. And um, guy, I'll tell you James' testimony real quick. James, somebody said, you need it. When I started doing it, somebody said, you need to meet this guy. You know James? I said, no, I don't know him. He gave me his name. So I looked him up. I called him, and he was all excited because he said, he said uh, he was a, well, he's still holding some track records at the University of Georgia, pole vault. Um, he was an All-American athlete. And uh, now he's up in his 70s. But he, he, uh, he said he was on his fourth marriage. He was a drunk. He was coaching high school track. And an FCA coach led him to Christ. And he's been married 30-some years now to his wife. Serves the Lord, loves the Lord. And, um, and he and I partnered together. All my kids that went to camp went home last year with a quarter that they shot out of the air with a BB gun. Some of them shot BBs out of the air. There's a couple of girls holding up. I don't know if you can see it, but they got dents in them quarters where they shot them with a BB, with a Red Rider BB gun. This is at City of Refuge in downtown Atlanta. The kid dealing down is a student at um, Creekside. No, it's in Fayetteville. High school in Fayetteville. They have an outdoor huddle. They meet after school, different than their football team holes and stuff. And I just got a bunch of them up there. They didn't even know archery. I taught them archery, and I said, we're going to go in there on Saturday. And... Um, and one of y'all is going to give a testimony, and I'm going to give a gospel invitation, and we're going to teach them how to shoot archer. And um, 26 salvations. That's um, um, Reba McIntyre's little sister, Susie. She, she gave her testimony. She went through an abusive situation. That's her husband uh, at the prayer breakfast. That's in Las Vegas. It's just encouraging. We're in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're going to do a prayer breakfast. So I'm giving out Bibles. I'm doing that thing. And Westerners, out West people, they don't, they don't talk to you like Southerners do. You know, they won't come up and just take a Bible. And so it's kind of strong. So we had that breakfast. Eight o'clock on a Saturday morning at the Las Vegas Convention Center. And, um, and I'm not, I just have a lot of faith. I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to come. And they got to pay for their breakfast. And then we're going to share. We had room for 250. We let a few sit out in the hall and we had to turn the rest of them away. <laughs> and God just showed up. I'm just telling you. That's Randy Howell. He's a great guy. If you ever need somebody, if you can get him to speak at a game dinner. And I'm just holding where he won the classic trophy. I'm just holding it, just showing out. Not like that had anything to do with it at all. This is, uh, we did, so we had an indoor gun range in Unit, Georgia, where I used to live. And so we started a ministry there. Um, I knew the, got to know the, the guy that owns it and just did some stuff, served, helped. And he lets me have the training room. It's a little bigger than this. And have Monday night Bible study. We have a huddle, we call it Bible study on Monday night. Man, think about it now. Here's old boy. He's marginal if in church at all, but his wife goes to your church. And you say to his wife, hey, would you get your husband to come Monday night to the gun range? We're going to have Bob's study. Do you think he'll come? Or you invite him, of course. And he comes. And so we let him, they let him shoot for a very discounted rate. And so we have a 30-minute, 40-minute Bible study. And then we have some range time. Going where they are. There's Michael Frazier. He's from Newton. He's a bass professional bass fisherman on the Bassmaster Elite Series. This is this past Saturday. 
Pray for him. He's not doing too well today. He's fishing tournament weekend. He wasn't doing real good. <laughs> but he won last week. Won a hundred thousand dollars. I'm hoping he ties. All right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of kids. High school field trip. I talked the principal into this. Amazing what kind of favor God gives you. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have not because you ask not. Hey, can I take these kids out and let them shoot one day? We're just gonna take them out of school. I'm gonna feed them lunch. I'll bring them back. Time to catch a bus. <laughs> Shot all day. Had a ball. I promise you, every one of those kids remembers it. They'd tell you a story if they were here. I do a ministry training for our guys. We have them come from eight, nine different states last year. This is at the Buckarama. Having church with vendors on Sunday morning. Isn't that awesome? People from all over. Some of them sell peanuts. Some of them sell deer stands. Some of them sell soap. Can't, whatever. That's a repeat. There's my shooting sports camp. That's fun. We shot many thousands of rounds. That's a repeat. That's a repeat. Am I going backwards? No. That's an archery tournament. There's the 3D. That's just doing a camp. Got a kid to learn archery. That's one of my huddles at camp. That's in Savannah River. There's a shotgun team. There's a squirrel hunt. That's Brian's dogs. That's fun. That's my fish camps coming up in October. Got professional fishermen. I'm telling you, those high school fishermen, they know those pros. They want to be them. And that's a fishing rodeo. There's a Nathan Ragsdale. His daddy's exec for Chick-fil-A, and he is fishing for University of Georgia. That's a Glenn Chapelier, who's one of our George Baptist missionaries on the trail. Sportsman's Outreach. There's Micah. I was going to ask you about what on your list. Glenn? Sportsman's Outreach? That's Glenn Chapelier. He's probably put it by his name. I hope I listed it. If I didn't, that's him. He's a great wild game player. Does trick casting. Great guy. Shared gospel. Great guy. Bring his boat. Phil's faith. I talked to a guy in Missouri today that's doing outdoor ministry. We do Phil's. Y'all familiar with that? We meet, on a, we meet on a, usually a Wednesday night and get youth ministers to do it if the church is a partner to do it. And um, they come all come together and get students to share testimonies on the football field. And we do that September and October. We're just, it's been incredible. Um, some results. They're doing it in cornfield. They got out there in a harvested cornfield and had fields of faith, outdoor fields of faith. He said they got one coming up next week. Oh, that's pretty cool. There's just students from a couple different high schools getting together praying for it, leadership teams. Um, that's a mission trip in Tennessee, putting them on mission. This is cool. This is a little FCA, just not really apologizing, but Tony Bennett is the world, I mean, they won the championship, national championship in basketball last year, right? And he got saved at an FCA camp. And then you might know this guy from Clemson, and he got saved at an FCA camp. Now, I'm. I'm a pastor. I'm a local church. I grew up in local church. I'm, I, it's all, if we, the FCA is not the church. It's parachurch, we call it, you know. And I'm shocked that I'm working for something that's not the church. But it is, the, it is an open door for the church in the school. Obviously, our mission board recognizes that, or I wouldn't be standing right here talking. Um, y'all might, y'all, some of y'all might know that guy, Bob Record and David Blanton. Hank Parker, look, man, if you, he's awesome. He's hard to get. There's just one about a coach. Just think about how you can influence coaches, even the outdoor, outdoor room. And that's our mission. And again, that's kind of sharing our deal. That's some of our professions of faith in Christ. I won't go through all that. Any questions? Got any ideas? Any thoughts? Something else you need to throw out? We're 10 minutes till quitting time. We're about to quit. So, any, anything different or anything? And where are you located? I live in Pike County, Georgia. 
Concord near Zebulun. All right. But I'm liable to be anywhere. Well, I was reading the thing, I thought you said you were in Kansas City. So that's our, yes, our head office is in Kansas City. For FCA, it is. So everything we do is over computer and it's a nightmare. <laughs> Tom also does international missions with FCA. So it is, it's not core program funds. It doesn't take any from it or give any to it. It's just separate. But a lot of our Baptist churches do participate in submissions. We have Georgia, we particularly partner with Brazil. And so outdoor, outdoor wise, find a good trip, go catch some peacock bass and build a church on Amazon. Tom's man, he'll look you up. I got some information that he can have. I do have, if anybody's interested, people like stickers. I got some stickers. I got some brochures. I got a few tracks somewhere. I got a few, uh, here they are. I got some tracks. Um, oh, I didn't mention Ronnie Smith. Ronnie Smith's over near Valdez, and he's an evangelist. It's also a great outdoorsman. He wrote this this one on uh, turkey hunting. I got some stuff that Glenn did that I have used a lot. I got some I did for archery. I got my card if I can help you with anything. I got two shirts left. Some of our state mission staff came and robbed me a while ago. I got a double X, a triple X. I got just a triple X. That's a double X, and that's a large. So if anybody can wear those and you get it, that's up to you. If you want some more information about anything that we're doing with this other, I've got that. Let me see what else I was going to give you. Oh, um, thank you for your patience. If you want a hat, I'll give you a cap. How about that? So, the only condition on the cap is, is that even if you have to lie, Send an email to somebody from the from the bishop board telling you enjoyed this class, okay? Right. You at least enjoyed getting the hat. Right. Any any other thoughts? All right, I won't pray for y'all. I, I just I, I just hope you catch that that I see a lot of fruit. And uh, have I done some stuff that totally just goofed up and did not work? Yes, yes. And um, I got some events coming up. I'm not sure that I heard God right on those, and um, that just it just going to work out. But, uh, I mean, I'm amazed at what he does. If we're, he just asks us to be faithful. So, Lord, I thank you for these, these men and the churches that they represent and the ministries. Um, I don't know what all they got going and what all they do. Uh, we talked a little bit about some of it, but I don't know what the vision is and, and why they're in this class. But I pray that something's done, spark something, whether it's a different area or what, Lord, that it will be used for your kingdom and glorify your name and honor and reach somebody for you. Um, we just we we just pray that you would bless each of these each of these churches, each of these men and their families. We ask it in Jesus' name.